thank you for downloading today's episode of Short Play Podcast. Tonight we have a comedy titled You Can't Build an Empire Without Burning a Few Libraries by Trace Crawford. The basic synopsis of the play is two enthusiastic trainers attempt to teach a crop of new recruits how to work at the ancient library of Alexandria on the eve of its destruction. The setting is the interior of a library, and the time is the peak of the Greco-Roman Empire, about 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. Enjoy the show. In 295 BCE, Ptolemy I called for the creation of a great library that would house a copy of every single book in the world, an institution to rival the entire civilization of Athens itself. To that end, a shrine to the Nine Muses was erected on the grounds of the royal palace that would eventually become the largest collection of human knowledge ever assembled in the ancient world. Legend has it that this library met a violent and untimely end, burning to the ground in a blaze that would not only threaten to destroy the city, but doom mankind to languish in its vast ignorance for the next thousand years. A period known as the Dark Ages. Well, hello! It is just so super to have all of you here this morning. So super. I can't tell you how excited we are to have your help as we open the new wing to the Library of Alexandria. I'm so excited. Although, it's not like you had much of a choice, am I right? Nope. Execute you right on the spot if you refuse. They would. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Anywho... I'm Demetrius of Falarian. And I'm Hepata of, well, Alexandria. And today we'll be training you to enter the new and exciting world of scroll organization. And categorization. Here at the Temple of Serapis. Annexed to the Temple of the Muses. Or Museum. A, K, A. The the L L of A. A. Yay! (laughs) Now... I know that all of you came in here expecting a quality training presentation with a certain level of professionalism, and for some reason, we just rhymed A with A, but... But someone was only given a few hours to slap this nightmare together, weren't they? Well, if someone would ever bother to check their facium scriptum messenger... That is so not fair. You know I do much better with engravings. Oh, so you want a special message etched in stone, do you? Exactly. Now, before we begin, let's take a moment to discuss the rules. Well, rule, really. While you're working here, you must always remember this one important point. No No smoking. smoking. Really, no open flames of any kind. No smoking. Cook with caution. Never leave torches unattended. Extinguish all campfires. Always have a working smoke alarm. Ours is Andrew. He's sitting over there. Hi, Hi, Andrew. Keep candles at least 30 centimeters away from all items. Especially oxygen tanks. What's an oxygen tank? Don't know. It seemed like a good idea, though. Keep heaters away from babies. Lanterns away from chickens. Cows away from Miss O'Leary. But most of all, no no smoking. smoking. We've had a hard time with that one. Remember the slogan. Only you can prevent the complete destruction of the whole of Western civilization in one fell swoop, demonstrating that a comically disastrous lack of planning and forethought that it becomes a suspiciously effective lesson in why one should never put all their eggs in one basket. And consequently, it would seem to elevate the story to that of an epic myth or Aesop fable, rather than actually be one based in historical fact or verifiable occurrence. Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It helps if you divide it in half and team up with a partner. Okay. 
So something you may not know, Ptolemy II, in his great wisdom, in his great wisdom, yes, has decreed that this new wing is to be the first lending library anywhere on Earth. We don't know if that is any way true. Just run with it. Anyway, if you are unfamiliar with this groundbreaking concept, citizens will be allowed to come in, find a scroll or two they find interesting, and take it with them to enjoy in any setting they like, such as their home. The bathhouse. One of our many parks. The bathhouse. At a public theater. At the bathhouse. Would you get off the bathhouse? I like the bathhouse. But what could possibly entice our patrons to return the materials they take once they have been removed from the library? I'm glad you asked. We'll simply impose a fine if they choose to keep the materials beyond the designated time. <gasps> what an incredible idea. And a large part of your job every day will be to collect those fines. See these garden shears? We cut off two knuckles on a pinky for a short scroll, a full finger for a long scroll. And don't even ask what they have to cut off if you forget an entire volume. <laughs> Yikes. Let's just say they'll finally be able to hit that high C. We beta tested this system with Andrew last week, and it was a resounding success, wasn't it, Andrew? Hi, Hi Andrew. Andrew. He might be giving us the finger right now, but since the beta test, it's so hard to tell. <laughs> <sighs> now, some of your other duties include keeping accurate records, the checking in and out of materials, obviously. Registering new citizens with their library stones. This one here was made for my good friend, Welcome of Corinth. Patrons just show their rock at the desk, and you keep track of who has what. In your cuneiform tablets. Sorry, we're still using cuneiform. Like all government institutions, we're a little behind when it comes to technology. Hey, at least we're not Windows 10. Am I right? We're not knuckle-draggers, after all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what else? You'll help to create attractive displays for our most popular titles. Time to get practicing on those sculpting skills. You'll assist patrons with the copy machine. Once again, that's Andrew. Engraves like a jackrabbit. 12 words an hour. Oh, he might be a bit slower now, though. You'll arrange for author's visits from around the empire. Remember how wild it got when we hosted Banned Books Week last year? I'll never forget the hilarious look on Euripides' face when he started to speak, and that centurion walked up to him and split him right down the middle. Whoosh! <laughs> and then the crowd took the pieces and fed them to that pack of neighborhood dogs. Ah, yes. So much better than just tossing him into the Colosseum with a bear or a lion or something. So much better. Where's the fun in that? I know. It was so much more an authentic experience, you know? So real. Yes. I felt like I really got to know him in those few seconds before he was disemboweled. <laughs> <sighs> and of course, you'll need to shelve and organize the scrolls. That is the best part. The Temple of Serapis. At the L of A. Give it a rest already. The Temple of Serpas is thrilled to unveil a brand new system of Hellenistic organization created to make scroll organization a snap. Well, maybe not for... Maybe not for Andrew, right? Right. This whole system was designed with love and care and you in mind. Yay! Enough with the cheering. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, with no further ado, we are proud to unveil the Dilamicus Decimalis system. In the DDS, 
every scroll is assigned a particular numeral that corresponds to the categorical subject class of which it is a member. But don't take our word for it. Here's, Here's how, how it works. works. Let's say you have a scroll about the strength of the Macedonian cotton crop 85 years ago. She means LXXXV years ago. Hellenistic, right? <laughs> well, cotton, of course, plays a large part of our booming textile industry. Where else would we get these amazing togas? I know, they're so breezy. breezy. Well, first, we decide on the primary numeral that represents the main category of the scroll. These numerals go from general to specific and are written in three-digit groupings. Our first broad category is economics, education, and society as a whole. That's CCC. We can then refine that to the more specific category of economics and management. That's CCC-XXX. But cotton is an individual crop, so we can narrow that down to specific industries and products. CCC-XXX-VIII. It's, it's just, just that, that easy. easy. But why stop there? Cotton is an industry that makes a singular good. CDLXXVI. For the technological manufacturing of a textile made of seed hair fibers. DCCLXXII. And we're looking at 85-year-old historical figures from the regions of Macedonia. CIX-CDXXVII. So the scroll containing information about Macedonia cotton crop from 85 years ago would obviously be filed under... CCC-XXX-VIII.CDLXXVI-DCCLXXVI-CIX-CDXXVII. Talk about simple. As long as you remember to file them in alphabetical order. To make sure there's no confusion. What is that? Where, where's that sound coming from? Andrew, Andrew, what are you doing? Andrew, is that a Molotov cocktail? Is this about the finger? Man, let it go. I think it's about the other part we cut off. Oh, never mind. Dude, totally get it. Andrew, do not throw that into the pile of oily rags. By the bucket of kerosene. In the puddle of mineral spirits. Sitting by the rear bumper of my pinto. Wow. Would you look at all those scrolls burn? Quick as papyrus. Well, it was a nice civilization while it lasted. I guess that makes all of this pretty pointless. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. <sighs> Since we won't be librarians, shall we get ready for the mass execution? I guess. Cheer up. There's always next, Empire. So, let it be known that the mysterious and disastrous phenomenon that set back the progress of the entire human race for millennia was really just the work of Andrew, disgruntled library patron. Hear me now. Library system, you can have my dime today, but let this serve as a warning that someday, someday when you least expect it, you'll be getting so much more. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed today's presentation of You Can't Build an Empire Without Burning a Few Libraries. 
Written by Trace Crawford. Acted by Jacqueline Defer Jones, Doug Hawley, and Marty Mathis. Directed by Marty Mathis. Short Play Podcast is supported by Le Chat Noir, a black box theater in Augusta, Georgia. If you have comments or questions, you can reach us at shortplaypodcast at gmail.com. If you have a play you'd like us to produce, please send it along. If you're interested in staging one of our productions, please contact us. We do not own the rights to these plays. Music by Poddington Bear, Kitty in the Window. Please consider subscribing so you don't miss a single short play podcast. And thank you for your support.